people don't believe your successes unless they believe your struggles. Let me say it again. People don't believe your successes unless they believe your struggles. So you start there. You want to talk to humans, real people, and real people struggle. So you always start with the struggle. Never start with how big and fancy you are. Start with your real life. Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're going to train you to make self-improvement a real way of life to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, every single week we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp, energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you, but it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want a breakthrough, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go. Yearofmastery.com.
How do you explain who you are and how you help people? How do you gain credibility? Because I know I've been going over a lot of big models so far, right? It's like, here's what a modern thought leader brand can do. And I've been talking about strategic communication. You've been like, ah, who am I? You know, I've been talking about, well, you can be an author or a speaker. You're like, no, I can't. Because I know sometimes the hardest part at the outset is believing that you can be the role model, that you can be the thought leader. You know, I wanted to just start with giving you some high level model stuff, but let's get into your mind now. You know, a lot of people really don't think they have permission to do this. I didn't. I thought, well, who am I to teach anybody? I'm broke. But you know what? I was also a happy broke person. And I knew a lot of people who weren't happy. So I didn't, I wasn't happy and wealthy, but I was a very happy, vibrant, driven guy. And I was broke because of some bad turns of financial bad luck and, and someone taking advantage of a situation. But I was a happy, driven, purposeful man. And I noticed a lot of people weren't happy, driven, or purposeful. So I thought, well, at least I could help in that part. You don't have to be master of the universe and miss perfect to be able to help people. Look, it's okay if you teach people how to grow their business and you're really good at that, but your marriage sucks right now. You know, it's okay if you're teaching how to be a good parent and you were really good at that until they were 10 and somehow they went all weird on you and it wasn't your fault, you're good. It's okay. It's okay if every part of your life isn't perfect. You can still inspire people with what you know. You can take any area of your life and just kind of look like what made me good there? What made me successful there? In ways you've never even thought about. Let me give you an example. I remember, um, I think it was, I guess it was three, four years ago, I was on tour for public television. And there was a woman who was also on tour at the time. And uh, so the way it worked was I'd go into a studio and I'd talk about what I do. And then during the breaks, that show, that public television station would sell some of my products or programs to raise funds for themselves. So it was a fundraiser effort for public television uh, stations that had me there. And I was at one station and I remember this woman, she was just finishing her show with them and I was up next. And I was watching kind of like stunned by what she was teaching. She was teaching how to do knitting, you know, with the sticks, you know, like the little chopsticks. She'd get the yarn and chopstick up a blanket and chopstick up like a sock for the kids or something. And I was just watching, I was like, what is she doing here? She's teaching people how to do knitting? That's a thing? I remember she comes back, we're in the green room, we're talking, and she lets me know, uh, she's, this is like her multi-year, she'd been on public television doing this. I'd, I'd never really known about it. And she was generating $4 million a year teaching people how to do knitting. And I thought, whoa, it really opened up my eyes. Now, having taught Experts Academy for so many years, you know, we've been blessed at Experts Academy. We've trained more authors, speakers, life coaches, executive coaches, seminar leaders, and online thought leaders than anybody else ever. And in that process, I can tell you, looking at a room of 1,000 people who are from 42 different countries multiple times a year, I can share with you, when they pop up and I say, what do you do? What's your thing? And we talk. I mean, I've seen you know, a woman in Australia who, you know what? She decorates cakes. That's what she does. She's a cake decorator. And so she put some tutorials online of how to decorate cakes and became a millionaire. I've seen people who you know, train horses and they put videos about how to train a horse or tame a cat. That the second one's harder. And I would see they make millions doing this or you know what, tens of thousands or five thousand, who cares? They're making a career 
from teaching what they know that you and I might just kind of say, oh, that's weird. That's a side project. I recently met a mechanic from the Midwest, the most simple guy ever, and he shoots videos teaching people how to take care of old cars. You know, cars that don't have the digital stuff. He's like, no, really, here's how you change the thing. And that's what he does. And he, has, he makes more money teaching that online than he does from his actual shop. So whatever you're thinking is probably too complex. And you're thinking, oh, you know, I need to be a hero or a multimillionaire before I can teach anything. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be a curbillionaire. You have to have the one true valuable asset in the world for people. And that is perspective. You must have the ability to look back at your life journey, look back at your career and say, what did I learn? Where did I struggle and come through? And if you think about the motivational space or the personal development space, all it really is is people saying, you know what? Struggle's hard, huh? Sucks sometimes, right? Yeah, sucked for me too. I mean, I remember this one time, this horrible thing sucked. Didn't like it. We tried to get through it. This process, it was so hard, sucked. Got through, didn't turn out as good as I thought it would. Still sucked, but I, I kept going. And then finally, it started sucking less, and I started succeeding a little more, and they're a motivational speaker. <laughs> right? That's how it really begins, but that's what's inspiring. You're inspired by stories of vision and resilience and stick to You're inspired by people who had all their chips down and came back. So wherever you're at, don't forget that your story of struggle right now is your success. It is your relationship with other people. Never forget that. Never forget that. So what makes a thought leader, a modern thought leader successful? It really comes down from their ability to do what we call expert story positioning. And mastering this phrase, have you ever? I'm gonna break these two things down for you. And here's the first one. Have you ever is one of the most powerful sales phrases ever developed. It just says, you know, have you ever wanted to do this? Have you ever struggled with that? Have you ever feared this? That, if you ever watched a lot of my YouTube videos that have been viewed tens of millions of times, it's not because I'm so savvy or I wear good shirts, believe me, <laughs> I've been made fun of for that. And it's not because I have good hair, I've made fun of that. It's not because I'm that particularly articulate because I'm doing them on the fly with no script. It's because people relate. Because I start them, so many of them of, you know, have you ever struggled to deal with stress in your life? You know, you, you go home and then the kids hit you and you're already kind of overwhelmed by the day and, and you, now you gotta cook dinner and, you, and you, you know, you're trying to get to bed on time because you know you haven't slept enough in the last couple days and it's kind of wearing on your body. You're kind of exhausted and you're at the end of your rope. And people go, yeah. Have, have you ever, you know, wanted to write a book, but you're kind of intimidated by, you, you thought, well, who am I to write a book? But you also, you heard about, you have to get an agent and you have to publish it and you heard how many books fail, but you really wanted to write and you wanted to share your words with somebody, but you just didn't know how to get started. Have you ever seen all these people out there doing so well in their businesses and seemingly having it so easy but there you are at your kitchen table at two in the morning with that third pot of coffee going, hoping and praying you can keep your eyes glued open for another hour just to figure out a way to improve the finances. These are all examples that bring people to you, that bring people in. And you have to understand the people that you're serving. At a daily 
real level. See, modern thought leadership, we could talk about Facebook, we could talk about Twitter, we could talk about everything, but look at my brand. You know, 30 million people seeing my posts on Facebook alone every week. If you go and look at my Facebook page, all those quotes, they just, they resonate with people. They resonate with people because I've been, as we saw in the last session, I post four times a day, so I've learned what works and where they're at, but I know my people. I mean, I'd be a fool to have seen literally tens of millions of comments now in the last decade of my career without picking up some themes or some struggles that people have. And my ability now to tell my story in relation to other people's struggles is why I'm here. I really believe that. It's not because I'm fancy. It's because, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. It's not because I'm fancy. Uh, it's because I just know how much people struggle and I know how to verbalize it. So what I want you to think about is the people who you want to serve, what are they struggling with on a daily basis? Because notice the examples I'd use. I wasn't like, have you ever struggled to be a millionaire? Ha ha ha. I said, have you ever struggled? You know, you're watching all these other people do so well. It seems so easy for them, but there you are at your dinner table at night with the third pot of coffee, trying to keep your eyes glued open, trying to figure out what you can do just to make it through. That's specific. That's something people can relate with. Even if you don't drink coffee, you can go, you know, I've sat at the table looking at the bills going, shit, you know, pardon for the language, but it's really true for people. So are you describing people's struggles in real ways? Go watch any of my YouTube videos. You'll hear me describe someone's struggle and you go, oh, that's why he's doing that. That's why we have the followership because people go, you know, Brennan gets me because I do. One, because I came from that struggle and I still do it. You know, I'm the motivation guy with, you know, Motivation Manifesto now having, you know, such broad worldwide acclaim and, and it's, you know, just crushing it. But it's not like I don't wake up sometimes at two o'clock in the afternoon in a stupor on the couch going, wait, wasn't I supposed to be working on something? <laughs> we all struggle with that. That doesn't go away. But I'm so connected to that and I think about it. Like there's that moment of reflection. Think on my journey, where have I struggled? And your struggle doesn't have to be big and terrible and dramatic. It can be that simple. You know, you're sitting at the kitchen table trying to figure things out. You know, you come home, the kids are all going crazy and crying and pooping all over the place. And you just want to watch Scandal. Like, how do you survive? You know, it's just like, it's true. It happens for people. It doesn't have to be this big thing. And if you don't believe this, you'll never get ahead in this industry. You keep saying that you're not enough. Oh, well, I, you know, I'm not wealthy enough. I'm not smart enough. I haven't achieved that thing yet. And, you know, my neighbor is more wealthy than me. And it has nothing to do with anyone else's story. It's about you. What do you struggle with? What do you see your people struggling with? I'll give, I'll give you one last example of this piece. It's really important because you need perspective on this. I remember I'm, I was starting to kind of come up in the corporate speaking world. I was getting, you know, a lot of those $25,000, $50,000 speaking gigs, which was game changing for me. And I remember um, <laughs> going to this conference. There's four or five of us speakers backstage. You know, it's one of those multi-speaking conferences. A couple thousand people out there. And this guy gets up and he starts telling his story. And his story is now famous because it became a movie, but he went out on a hike by himself. He only had a camera, a candy bar, bottle of water, didn't bring his phone. Went on a hike and he was kind of walking over this crevasse and he stepped on this boulder and the boulder fell down with him and it pinned him at the bottom of the crevasse 
pinned his arm there and he was stuck. And no one knew where he was. He hadn't told anyone he was going to hike in. And so he's pinned, his arm is stuck between the boulder and the cliff wall and he's, his feet are touching the ground, but he's, he's stuck, basically hanging by his arm. And he's terrified, tries every way, can't get out. And I just remember being backstage listening to this riveted, you know? And, uh, and then hours go by, day goes by. He's screaming at the top of his lungs, praying to God that someone's gonna come by and find him and save him. He can't get out. He's eaten the last little bits of his candy bar. No, he's running out of water. No one knows where he's at. He's gonna die. So he turns the camera to himself and records video to his family to say goodbye. And has this terrible feeling that this is the last video to them. So he shares how much he loves them. He apologizes for putting himself in this dumb situation because he's thinking about how they're gonna find him and how his family's gonna struggle with that. And eats the last morsels of the food and you know, he's, he knows he's gonna die. He's gonna starve or be dehydrated and he's, it's, he's done. And at the same time, he's had this choice the entire time. He had his pocket knife with him as well. And he has this will to live and so he has to make this horrible decision that none of us wanted to make. He, he's got to take his pocket knife out and the only way free is to cut his arm off. And so he starts doing that and then he discovers what anyone else would is a pocket knife ain't gonna get through that bone. So he's cut through the flesh and now he's got to, to be able to get free, he has to swing and break the bones, land on the ground. He lands on the ground, gathers up some stuff, he had some rope there on the floor, grabbed the rope, goes down. He's got to rappel down like 60 feet or something unbelievable with one arm all just cut up and gone. His hand stuck in the wall still over there and he rappels down. He goes running back to try to get to his car, sees a couple having a picnic. And, and could you imagine having that picnic day? <laughs> you know, this guy comes up with one arm, you're like, ah, you know, and he comes up and, and, and he survives. And we're all backstage watching him say, tell his story. And we're like, well, shit. <laughs> How do you follow that? How do you follow that? When you see all these people doing these amazing stories, they're heroes, they're Guinness Book Records, they're Olympians. How do you follow that? You don't. Your job is not to follow people. Your job is to share your story. Because if your story is the struggling mom who's trying to start the business, who's trying to deal with that, you know what, people resonate with that even more than they resonate with getting stuck, pinned to the bottom of a cliff wall. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not how extreme and big your story is that makes you an expert. What makes you an expert is someone who can relate with everybody's daily struggles, even he, Aaron Ralston, props to you, buddy, if you're watching this, and congratulations on all the success. As Aaron's going through that situation, when he tells a story, he's still got to make it about the daily struggle people face with and the decisions they make. He's got to relate it, because most people can't relate to cutting their arm off, you know what I'm saying? So you got to make it relatable. So what about your story is relatable? That's the question. Now, how do you tell the story? Well, if you ever heard my story, or if you've been to Experts Academy, we really break this down for you, but Expert story positioning is very, very simple. It's a three-part way to tell your story. It begins with your struggle. Then it moves on to your uh, journey to figure out the solution to that struggle. Then third, it's the solution that you figured out, the turning point and your successes. Struggle, 
journey to figure out, solution and successes. That's expert story positioning. People don't believe your successes unless they believe your struggles. Let me say it again. People don't believe your successes unless they believe your struggles. So you start there. What a lot of people do because they're insecure or they were trained by a bunch of guys, you know, in the, the late 90s in online marketing who, you know, you're supposed to, you know, start your, your story with results and proof and, and here, show your big fancy mansions and your fancy little Ferraris and all this other crap. And it's like, no, you know what? Ever go on a date with a guy like that? You know, ever go on a date with somebody who just brags about them? Do you sit down at the dinner table and they just start bragging about themselves? Do you go on the second date? No. You want to talk to humans, real people, and real people struggle. So you always start with the struggle. Never start with how big and fancy you are. Start with your real life, where you struggle. People resonate with that. They relate with that. They see you in them. There's a connection there. Then, and this is the turn, this is what makes you credible. What did you do to figure it out, to turn it around? So when I was bankrupt, when I was trying to turn it around, you know, that's my story of going out there and reading a book a week. It's my story of going out there, putting myself out there, even when I didn't know how to do videos and looking like an idiot. It was trying to speak. It was scheduling time to do things. It was learning from mentors. It was going to seminar after seminar, seminar, listen to every tape after tape, after CD, after CD, after digital product, after digital product, over and over just trying to learn it. Try, learn, try, apply, fail, apply, try, fail, apply, try, fail, mentor, try, go, go. And that consistency, all of a sudden, bam. Then one day I figured out these little things, these little moves. And these little moves, as I shared with you like in the last session, like strategy, oh yeah, got that. Okay, cool. OVO, oh, OVO, got it. Put those into play. Boom, broke $4 million. Boom, nobody knows me, millions of followers. But if I just came out and said, hi, I'm ready to have millions of followers, you'd be like, yeah, screw that guy, you know? you know, and you should. Anyone who's braggadocious around you, I highly encourage you to be cautious around them, including if they're running for president, I'm just saying. What you have to do is find that part of your life where you were struggling, you found a solution to it, and you had some success. Doesn't have to be millions or huge, some success. So what is that story, listen to this, in relation to your audience's struggle? Let me give you an example. I've got, I don't know, hundreds of stories of struggle in my life. Simple struggles that I could share. Big struggles I could share. I don't share them all. I only share the struggle, the search for the solution, and the success that is relevant to my audience's struggles. That make sense? Like I could tell you 50 stories about, you know, different parts of business that I struggled in, but the one that really matters to you in this thought leadership world would, might be the one where I say, you know what? I remember when I first started doing my videos and it was so awkward because I, I didn't, you know, I was introverted and stuff. And so I had to learn to like get out of my own way. And so, uh, I just remember the first time I turned that video camera. It's so frustrating if you ever turn on your own video camera because you want to be known for what you do and, and, and you want people to see your face and build your own brand. But then you turn on the camera and you're like, you know, you try to introduce yourself and it doesn't go. So you're like, uh, you know, hi, I'm Brendan Burchard. That sounds weak. Hi, I'm Brendan Burchard. Well, that sounds like a dick. Uh, hey, I'm Brendan Burchard. Uh, hi, I'm Brendan Burchard. And all of a sudden you can't even introduce yourself. You're like, how come I can't even talk about myself? And you start laughing at yourself and it's just awful. And you think I'm, I'm, this video thing's never going to work. That would resonate with you if you've been trying to do video. 
versus a story about a time when I was seven years old that doesn't apply to anything we're talking about now. Does that make sense? So here's what I want you to do. Think about the people that you want to serve, then ask, what are they struggling with right now? How do they want to improve their life right now? And what has happened to me in the past that I can relate with them? Because when you do meet them, or when you do the, the video, the sales video, the value video, the YouTube video, whatever it is, write the article, whatever it is, you can start with, have you ever struggled with these things? And they go, yeah. Then you could say, yeah, me too. Here's what I learned and here's what I figured out. Now let me break it down for you. That's the essential part of all things. That is the foundation of your thought leadership story. Hey all, it's Brendan. And I wanna make sure that you go check out growthday.com. It's an all-in-one personal development platform where you can do everything you would like to do for personal development in one place. You can capture your mindset journaling, set your goals, track your habits and improve them, take wellness challenges, and learn from the highest powered, highest paid, most respected motivational teachers, wellness coaches, and life coaches in the world live every week. One trial, we just call it starter, that's where you're just using the tools. You know, it's the mindset journal where we prompt you with tons of research back prompts to help you become more positive, confident, self-aware, and happy. We've got your goal tracking system. That's where you set your personal development goals and reminders, so like reminders to meditate or reminders to call your partner and flirt or you know reminders to make sure that you do this one project. It's also got, importantly, your habit tracking system. This is where you can track your high performance habits, which we teach you to do. And then you receive targeted scores and recommended videos to improve those. Our pro level now includes live classes. You know, we've got the best teachers in all of personal and professional development, period, in the app. These folks all charge over $50,000 for a one-hour keynote, but they're live every single month in Growth Day teaching for 45 minutes. Then we have what we call all access. And that's where you get the tools plus the live classes, but also over 20 deep dive, powerful life transformative courses. So these courses, these classes, these are things that would cost over $3,000 a month to access. But Growth Day Pro, as an example, is less than a buck a day. Your personal development is worth a dollar a day. Your access to these people is worth a dollar a day. But you can start free right now when you go to growthday.com. Hey gang, it's Brendan. I'm gonna change gears real quick and talk about another show here on the Growth Day Podcast Network, Lori Harder. Her show is called Earn Your Happy. This is a monster podcast if you've never heard of it before. Earn Your Happy is all about Lori talking with people and sharing her own journey of being an entrepreneur and trying to find happiness in life. And I love her phrase, earn your happy. You know, if you've ever heard me tell my car accident story, I felt like at that moment, I got life's golden ticket, that second chance. But I also felt like this 
this feeling that I had to earn it, to earn that second chance. So when I got to know Lori and she told me her show was called Earn Your Happy, I was like, ah, oh, it's one of my favorite words in the English language, earn. To earn the gifts we've been given, to earn the life that we want, to work for it, to strive for it. I just love it. And Lori is like listening to her episodes. I told her the other day, I was like, it's kind of like listening to a best friend talk about, you know, their ambitions and what they're trying to do. And she's such a great interviewer as well, by the way, that I think you're going to get new perspectives about life. You'll laugh a lot. You'll be motivated and you'll learn from somebody who's out there actually doing the work, building a great business and life and family. Go subscribe to Lori Harder's podcast. It's called Earn Your Happy. You can subscribe anywhere you're listening, including right now on this platform. So please go subscribe to Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy podcast. Now, I encourage you, as, as, as would make sense, that depending on the topic you're teaching, you're gonna have different stories. When I teach to marketing people, I have a set of stories I talk about of my own struggles. When I talk about personal development, another set of struggles. I talk about entrepreneurs, another set of struggles. So you're always just finding those struggles in the past, relating them to the ambitions, the frustrations, the struggles of the current audience you're serving. I hope that makes sense. Then what else are you doing? Then you're also taking a step back and saying, as part of my expert story, long-term, what messages do I wanna consistently communicate? Not just what stories could I tell, what messages? So for example, you, you guys know me, in all of my training, all the time, I'm always talking about living a fully charged life. I'm always talking about living fully, vibrantly, passionately. I'm always talking about love. I'm always talking about making a difference in service. I'm always talking about having high levels of intention and presence and vibrancy, kindness, compassion. These are things that are important to me. So it doesn't matter the audience now, these are what I call my universal messages of story, of positioning. Like these are things I'm always saying. I branded my Facebook page with it. Live, love, matter. I got people from all walks of life on that Facebook page from all over the world, but that's my message. That I'm always going to, every audience will hear live, love, matter in one way or another. They might not hear the full car accident story. They might not even hear the car accident story at all, but they will hear Live, love, matter. That's my message. I might not just say it succinctly like that, but I will talk about living a vibrant life. I will talk about living through your heart. I will talk about caring for those around you. I will talk about making a difference. I will say that to every audience all the time, no matter what, because those are the themes that I want to leave the world with. No matter whether that they buy anything, like my story, relate or all, because you know what? When you do have a podium like this, what do you want to say? You know, if you could reach 3 million people tomorrow, what's the message you want them to have? Regardless, if they buy, believe in you or not, you have a moment of impact, what's the message you want to give them? Without clarity about your message themes like that and the struggles that you have faced that your customers are facing currently and are struggling through, we don't have a way for you to talk to people. We just have imagery and as you know, there's a lot of false imagery in the world that never catches fire. What catches fire is authenticity, and it comes from those places. So with that, let me talk about credibility, show you a couple ways to demonstrate it online. First, philosophically, how do you 
explain credibility. In the expert space, credibility basically means these four things. Connection, which I just talked about a lot, your expert story positioning, struggle, connection, like I get you, right? Because of your struggles, because of we're on a similar journey together, that's connection. Value, did you teach some takeaway things they could write down or ponder or think about that maybe was presented in a way they haven't seen it before or in a way that was high level of connection? Consistency, most people forget this one all the time. I'm stunned by how many up and coming uh, folks in the expert space, I shouldn't even call them up and coming. They would be more of the wannabe. There's a difference between a wannabe and an up and coming. An up and coming is doing stuff. They're consistent. A wannabe goes, yeah, that'd be nice. They put one thing out, never do it again. One thing out every couple times a year. I mean, let me give bust on you guys for a moment too because my job is to keep you accountable, especially for those who are more advanced. Let me ask this. Have you ever created a course and not marketed it consistently? That's why you're not more credible in the market space. It's not that your course isn't good. You didn't market it consistently. So nobody knows you. You don't have credibility yet. Have you ever created a course? It was good. You never created another one for your audience. Not enough consistency. They're out. Have you ever had a blog post that did really well? Or people commented something nice on your Facebook post, but you never posted another one just like that that went a little deeper? Lack of consistency. I said it in the last session, consistency steals so much success from people because what they end up doing is they're really on a hope strategy versus a work strategy. Hope is, I'll put it out once, we'll see how it goes. Work says, I'll put it out, I'll put it out, I'll put it out, I'll put it out. When you knock on the door of opportunity, don't forget that it is work who answers. So your job is to stay consistent. I'm credible in the personal development space because I've been here for 20 years. You know, you might have only met me in the last couple of months, and that's totally cool. But I've been to seminar after seminar after seminar, on the road, on the road, on the road, video, 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 video. And here's what I can share with you too. My credibility went from here to there in the market space. I'm talking about the overall market space. You might think I'm a dumb young, you know, young punk kid. That's totally okay. I might not have your credibility. In the market space, I did because I've got multiple bestsellers. One bestseller from 1970 is good, but one in the last couple of years, more important. Does it make sense? It's kind of like in television, it's only based on your recency, your recent hits. Like, are you still around, right? You know those actors, you know, they go, where are they now? I don't want you to ever be on that show. Where are you now? You're kicking ass, that's where you're now, because you're still here. You didn't do the one thing and uh, you kind of became known for it. I know a lot of people, well, Brennan, you don't understand, you know, I was on Oprah a lot of times. I'm like, cool, when? Ah, you know, 1986. I'm like, okay, what'd you do since 1986? Well, you know, I did nothing, I made some money. And I said, well, you haven't served anybody since then? No. It's like, it's fine, but resuscitating a heart is a lot harder than keeping a heart going. Does it make sense? It's easier to improve your heart from when it's actually pumping than when it's done. So you gotta keep at it. Consistency is huge to your credibility. And then finally, ubiquity. Uh, my client and friend, Ariana Huffington, says that ubiquity is the new exclusivity. Exclusivity used to be cool, it's only here. Now it's like, you gotta be everywhere. That's why in the last session I said, make sure you're in all those social media accounts. You know, be out there consistent, but be consistent everywhere. Because if they can say like, man, Brendan, I see you everywhere, man. That's credibility.
just being seen everywhere is credibility. And so I had to learn circular virality, which I'll teach you guys, those of us who join us in Experts Academy, like I'll teach you exactly what that is and how to get everywhere. We'll also talk about it in this course in a couple upcoming sessions. So we've got a lot of training ahead of us right now, but what I want you to think about is ubiquity. Can, can you take, let's say you write a blog post. Could you take that same summary and video and put it somewhere else? Let me give you an example. If you go to my blog, you will see lots of blog posts. If you go to uh, Huffington Post and search my name, you'll see a lot of blog posts. They're the same. I take this one that I have, I put it over there too. If you go to LinkedIn, you'll see it over there too. You'll be like, why did the kid put the same post, maybe not the same timing, which is important, but the same post is basically a lot of different places. This video, he's posted a bunch of different places. That's because I'm trying to be everywhere that my audience and those who I might serve would be. So have you been a one platform wonder? Are you only on one and focus on that? The next level of scale for you is getting in other ones more strategically. Have you been somebody who only created, you know, once every couple of months, every couple of years? The next level for you is more consistency. Now I know this might sound like common sense, but I've taken guys who are earning a couple thousand dollars a month to earning a couple hundred thousand dollars a month and all we did is get them more consistent, put them in more places. You don't have to be Superman or Superwoman. You must begin. You know, it's the great late Zig Ziglar who told us all, you know, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to become great. It's very vital that you get in the game. I know that some of you, when we talk about all this, you think, okay, Brandon, funny stories, I hear you, but you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling here, got nothing to teach, I'm a mess. And then I say to you, okay, then get cleaned up. You know, nothing will inspire people. If you want to inspire people, inspire yourself. You want people to change? Turn around yourself. So if you're just really, really struggling in that place, you know what? Good for you. Keep struggling through, keep working through, keep the hope alive, change. Because one little change in your life can help you change millions of people's lives someday. One little pivot, one little thing that you do today can help you get in this industry. So do it. For those of you who are like, well, Brennan, I got nothing, but I want to start. How could I do it? This is where I want to introduce you to the concept that there's three kinds of experts, three different kinds. You've got a results expert. That's somebody been there, done that. They've got ESP, expert story positioning. They struggled. They searched for an answer, they solved it. Good for them. They're an expert because they did it. That's a results expert, okay? So you can look back at your life and say, what did I do pretty good at? Where did I succeed? Where did I make it through? Where did I crush? Okay, you can do that. The other kind of expert is what we call a researcher expert or a reporter expert. The expert who's a results expert, they can create things because they know it, they did it. They made it happen. The reporter expert is more of a curator, is more of somebody who interviews other people and says, hey, how did you do this? So believe it or not, some of the highest paid thought leaders today were never experts in their field. They were reporters of experts in their field. I'll give you an example, like a, like a Malcolm Gladwell uh, of, of, you know, really exploded. He never was a brilliant marketer. 
he never was, uh, you know, had an entrepreneurial life where he was crushing it with his marketing, but he wrote a book called The Tipping Point where he shared a bunch of amazing research and results he found and he wrote about and he became one of the highest paid marketing trainers and speakers around. But he hadn't built a marketing company and he hadn't yet built a brand where he'd done a lot of marketing mining. He did the research, reported it out. Does that make sense? That happens all the time. Oprah was the ultimate reporter expert. She still is. She's always pulling in amazing people who are good at their craft and their trade, and she's asking them. And she has this worldwide amazing fan base, and she's an extraordinarily brilliant, wise woman. I've been blessed to meet her, and she interviewed me in uh, Oprah Magazine, and she's an amazing, amazing woman. She talked to so many people, she couldn't help but gather the wisdom to become a role model. And so that's what you have to do is say, which, where do I want to play right now? Am I going to go out to the marketplace and say, hey guys, I'm really great at this, been there, done that, can teach you? Or are you going to go out there and say, hey guys, I know you're struggling with this and I don't know all the answers, but you know what I did for you? I went and found the world leading voices on this. I interviewed them, they got all the answers for you. We got perspective here. We got a plan for you. Buy this. Either way, you can create curriculum, whether you're already known for it and you've done it, or it's just an area of passion for you. I have a you know, very well-known research expert client from Experts Academy who she wanted to be a parenting expert. She'd never had kids, but she liked kids, but for whatever decisions and choices or timing in her life, she didn't have kids, but she loved kids. And she always saw these parents struggling and she just felt so bad for them. Now, how can she become a parenting expert if she never had kids? Because people with kids, she'd go, you don't even have kids, you're going to tell me? So what she did is she went out and interviewed all the other parenting experts, created a system behind it and said, hey, look, I, I don't know all of your struggles, but these folks do. And here's who I interviewed. Here's what they know. Here's what I'm going to teach it. And they can help you with your kids. Boom. It happens all the time in the expert space. It happens with people who sell real estate courses and make hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars selling real estate courses, they've never bought, sold, or invested in real estate. But what they did is they went and talked to all the investors and all the brilliant people. It happens all the time. And if you have judgment to it, I'll give you another example. Um, a recent example, a good, a good one, Tony Robbins. You know, he, he wrote a book called Money, Mastering the Game of Money, basically. And this is a book, he didn't try to be like, hey, I know Wall Street and I am an investor. He said, hey, look, uh, Millions of people are living in poverty. Millions of people are struggling. Millions of people haven't figured out their finances. And it's a huge problem. And I've been there too. And so what I did is I went out and interviewed all these huge investors and all these huge billionaires who figured out the game of money. And I'm reporting to you what they know and what you can do in your own life. Boom, number one, New York Times bestseller. He was reporting what he discovered. Does it make sense? Look at another great example, Tim Ferriss. You know, Tim, so much of his great research and his great work out there is really him sharing what he's learned from other people and saying, well, here's someone's story. Here's how they did it. They've built massive brands. I'm blessed to know both Tony and Tim. And I can share with you, these guys are humble students. They're always learning. They're not out there going, bum. You know, they're really kind of like, okay, what am I learning? How can I share with an audience who's also trying to learn that? So for those of you who are like, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. Okay, fine, you're not good enough. Go do some research, <laughs> you know? Give yourself permission. Last idea. Some of you are really struggling with this idea because you think, well, 
You know, if I put myself out there, Brendan, if I tell my story, that's a vulnerable place to be. And I'm scared of vulnerability because what if people judge me? What if they make fun of me? What if they, you know, harass me online? And here's what I can share with you. Uh, first and foremost, that will happen. Inevitably, as you grow, as you scale, any person sharing their voice ultimately gets people, you know, babbling back at them, making noise. It will happen. And so you have to make a choice now. Is your small childish concerns about rejection going to overpower your conscious spiritual goals for contribution? One of them is going to win. If you're a person who is past your 30s and you're still struggling with high school rejection issues, it's time to get therapy. And I don't say that as a joke. I actually really mean it. I think the world could really benefit from getting some therapy and just talking through their stuff. And if you're a person who just feels so inadequate that you don't think you could serve people, maybe it's time to go talk with somebody. Get a life coach, get a therapist. And I really genuinely mean that. I think there's too much of a stigma around asking for help. But some of the world's greatest servants and thought leaders are psychologists. People can work with you, life coaches, who just say, hey, what's going on with you? Let's talk through that. You know, we've learned a lot about how the mind ticks. And if you're struggling in your adult life with old issues or concerns that are preventing your progress and enjoyment of life, your ability to address life's challenges, get some support. I really deeply, truly mean that. For those of you who are just at a casual level, you're worried about it, it's gonna happen. So what I think is sometimes when you can anticipate something's gonna happen, it's not so scary when it does, right? You ever go to a haunted house, you know they're gonna scare you, and you still walk and they scare you, but then you kind of laugh it off. But if you didn't know that was a haunted house and you walked it in, you wouldn't laugh it off. You'd be running out of there freaked out, right? Knowing it's going to happen gives you power. When you write a book, you're going to get one-star reviews on Amazon. I have them, lots of them. People, most of them, never even read the book or they just don't like me because I put videos on the internet or they're like, he sold something once, you know, that they have some thing about entrepreneurialism. But that's fine. Because even the haters, it's usually a 10 to 1 or 100 to 1 ratio, depending on the platform, right? A, a hater on Facebook, it's maybe a 10 to 1. On Amazon, it's 100 to 1. You get 100 positive reviews for every absolute one-star jerk review, right? It's just going to happen. The haters are always the minority. The supporters, the fans, the students are always the majority. So where are you going to drive your life? Are you going to drive your life in a completely chaotic, random lie, uh, um, sort of path, trying to avoid all of the, the haters? And you're just going to end up all over the place because you're basically conforming to their fear-mongering. And you're going to live a life subpar to who you are and what you're capable of. Or are you going to say, you know what? I know they're going to be there. I know they're going to come out of a thicket and make fun of me. But this is my path. Here I go. When they show up, I see you, I hear you, thanks. Here I go, and you just keep going. That's a decision we have to make. Whenever we achieve, seek to achieve something meaningful, do I let my childish fears of rejection stop my progress, or do I favor my conscious spiritual goals for contribution? My contribution desire is so high that my rejection fear is super low. Does that make sense? Now you say, well, Brendan, yeah, no, you don't understand. Both of them are high. I want to contribute and I don't want to be rejected. That's called self-deception. You're lying to yourself. 
They're, they're not, both of them cannot be that high. What you're doing is you're really just trying to make yourself propped up. No, if you fear rejection, you gotta deal with that. We're all adults. And I know this sounds so simple, but I can tell you, I've had world-leading academics, unbelievable PhDs, worldwide respected, up on my stage at Experts Academy, sharing their terror of putting another book out because they got a bad review in some dumb article. I, I, I've had celebrities on my stage scared to talk because they're good acting, but now they got to be authentic in front of the audience and they're like shaking backstage. We all got to deal with our stuff. The only way you're actually going to deal with it, outside of if you get a little bit of therapy, but even if you get a little therapy, what they're going to say, go try it now. The way I got over my fear of video, I did a lot of video. The way I got over my fear of talking to people, I talked to a lot of people. The way I got over my, 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 my fear of putting my books out there, I put a lot of books out there. You just got to get going. The only way to overcome rejection is to see it almost never happens. And you think, well, what? Well, yeah, Brennan, maybe it doesn't happen often, but it really cuts when it does happen. Does it? Maybe it's time to study maybe a little more Eastern philosophy or, or you know, get into some philosophical teachings or of Stoicism or Buddhism or whatever flavor it is for you and see, you know what, gosh, this isn't such a big deal. I, I really thought it would be a big deal, but it's you thinking it's a big deal that makes it a big deal. I see a terrible comment online. I'm like, okay, it doesn't even scratch me. There's, it has nothing to do with my path. Most negative people, and all of the haters, if they're a real hater, it has nothing to do with you as a person. It has to do with where they're at in their life. I feel bad for people who have nothing to do but troll and be mean. I'm, I'm, I really do, I'm like, ah, oh, that sucks, man. I wish they could take their creativity in being mean to me and apply that creativity to being good to others. That'd be great if, you know, I remember I had somebody steal something from me one time and in a very creative way online. And I thought, you know, the same skills that it took to steal that could have been used to serve people. But you made the choice. We all get that choice, negativity or positivity. So maybe you didn't need this pep talk today, and that's cool. But let me give you another session of accountability if I can. And that is your current level of expression and vulnerability and followership in the marketplace today as a thought leader has a lot to do with your internal stuff and whether or not you've allowed yourself permission to share who you really are, to tell your real story, to go up in front of people and say, hey, you know, I don't have everything figured out, but I figured out this little piece. Can I help you with that? If you feel like you don't have the fans and the followers that you deserve, it doesn't have to do with deserving. It has to do with the consistency in you putting yourself out there. That has to do with the fears that you're facing internally that are preventing you from being more consistent. Those who lack discipline, it's not because they're not good people, positive people, good attitude people. It's usually because they're fearful of something. They're, they're scared they're gonna lose position. They're scared they're gonna have hardship or be made fun of. They're scared it's not gonna work out. And it's that fear that's keeping them back. So I really think that your current level of fans and followerships and finances is tied to that conversation of fear. So now you just have to decide which one wins. Your contributions to your family and your friends that would allow you, to, if you focus on that, to put yourself out there. Yeah, I'm gonna contribute, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna go bigger for these people to help them 
or you can say, I'm not gonna do that because I'm scared of these five guys who are gonna be jerks. Forget about the five guys and think about the people that you can serve and then you'll be on your path of the Thought Leader Roadmap. Hey, it's Brendan and I wanna tell you about Circle and how powerful it is if you're trying to build your online community outside of Facebook groups. You know, I had this problem a couple years ago where I just started noticing when I was running a Facebook group, um, really Facebook was incentivized to kind of steal my customer and steal my audience. So they'd recommend other things I didn't like, or honestly, my members were losing my posts in the feed. I didn't really have the information or the data about the people in the group that I wanted. It was hard to actually communicate with them offline, out of the group. And most importantly, it was hard to sell stuff and have an actual business from it without driving them to other places. And then came along Circle. And it's just at the website circle.so. So just go to circle.so. And you can see that they have built this incredible platform that allows you to host a community, go live in that community, and really segment the community into these different spaces where you can give people access to different levels of content or community, which I absolutely love. Because, you know, in my businesses, I've got new people coming in. I've got paying members coming in. I've got all these different products or courses or programs. And, and they've always had these different logins. They've been all over the place. Now, with Circle, it's in one place. My community can meet there. They can post. I can post. We can use like multimedia posts as well. They can post video or audio, so can I. I can organize things, all of my content in very unique places and grant access to only some people. And of course, I can have my team in there moderating the whole community with me. Everybody needs this. Everyone's trying to build their community, but they struggle. Like what system or what tools do you need to use or have? Trust me, building it out on your own not an option, too expensive, too time consuming. So go to circle.so and check it out. If you're trying to build a community and really maintain control of that community and do a great job serving them and building a business from it, go to circle.so. Hey, are you on my text list? Did you know if you're in the US, you can text me at 1-503-212-6125. I actually have that text number on my Instagram account bio as well, if you want to go check it out. It's just 503-212-6125. Literally just text me and say, hey, Brendan, or text me and say anything you want to say. If you want me to see it, just text me there. It's 503-212-6125. And it's my exclusive text list. And if you're not on it, It's where I share some of my most popular episodes. Or if I drop a new YouTube, I send it your way. Or if I have some kind of free thing going on the internet, I give that exclusive link out to that group. So just go there and text me, 503-212-6125. It's kind of cool. It's back and forth. This is my community text number. So tons of my community share, you know, insights about what they're learning from me or just want to chat back and forth. And I'm in there, my team's in there. We really just try to engage you on a different platform. It's super fun. And again, anytime I have something special going out, this is the first group to know about it. So just go text me at 503-212-6125. Two five.